Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael Show. Continuing on, coming up in about 15 minutes, going to uh, bring in Mike Clements. He's going to be joining us today. Good stuff with Mike. Uh, I, you know what? So many people have made me aware of it. I posted it on the Facebook fan page. Yes. Uh, excuse me. Um, last night uh, on Wisconsin's PBS, uh, there was a uh, there's a Wisconsin foodie show. And I had, when it started to air, I, ca- I can't tell you how many people started to text me. Just friends from all over. First of all, I didn't know many, that many people watch PBS. But last night on the Wisconsin Foodie, it was all featuring uh, San Giorgio um, uh, Pizzeria and Napoletana. Now, uh, Gino uh, Fazzari, he owns both Calderon Club and San Giorgio. I talk about it all the time. And it's one of my favorite places in the world. So uh, it's, it's a happy place for me. So if, uh, if you saw it last night, thanks to everybody. I mean, I was getting people in La Crosse, people in Eau Claire. I had a buddy of mine up in Shawano. I had a friend of mine, uh, Barb, up at uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort. Uh, she was watching it uh, way up in the UP. So it, it was everywhere last night. So um, to everybody that saw it and sent it to me to say, hey, you're watching? I, I did. We, we sat down and watched it last night. It's a tremendous piece, and it's more so not for my recognition, but for their recognition. They, they are such good people, and, it, and that's what sets them apart. So I posted it on the Facebook fan page. And if you want to go there and see what sets them apart from just stone-fired pizzerias or wood-fired pizzerias, you'll you'll see it. Uh, I try to explain it. Maybe I don't do a great job at it. But, if man, when you come into Milwaukee and you're looking for a great place for Italian food, authentic, true Italian food, you either go over to Calderon Club or if you want the pizzas, the authentic Napoletana pizzerias, um, you which are certified out of Napoli, Italy, you go to, over to San Giorgio. It is so good. So check both of it out. It is, uh, it, it's right there in the Via YouTube, Milwaukee First Pizza, Calderon Club, San Giorgio Pizzeria on the Wisconsin Foodie Show. So check that out. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, uh, please feel free. Feel welcome. Welcome into the program because we'd love to have you. Let's go back to the phone calls. Pat. Pat is joining us uh, on the line. Pat, how are you doing today, man? What's hey. going on? Hey, Bill. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. What's up? Second-time caller. Have you ever heard that? Uh, no, as a matter of fact. So you're the first You're the first caller to ever be a second-time caller like that. There you go. <laughs> all right. I'm going to comment on the uh, – uh, you say, well, if all things the same and the Packers are, will it be better next year? And I, I think they will be. And one thing that you mentioned, you know, uh, Rodgers loves reloads. Or, and I think – this year was kind of a reloading year because look how long it took for him to get used to Watson and Dobbs, and he didn't have the time in uh, off season working with them. So I think they have to be better. Um, and we got Zach Tom rolling in there at, at tackle. So I, if we have guys who got experience in the old line there. I think it'll be better moving forward too. I think you'd be better. Hopefully, somewhere along the line, we get some more offensive weapons, whether it's through the draft or a a good uh, free agent, you know, in the right price range to be better. I would love to see them get uh, a a veteran wide receiver. And Pat, thanks for being a two time caller, not first time, two time, second time. Uh, I if I had a wish list. And I want to put how I want to go about doing this. 
I would add a veteran wide receiver, somebody that's not of, hey, we're hoping to God this guy stays healthy. Hey, we're hoping to God he's got one more year in him. I don't want an old dude. I want to see if I can get myself a good mid-level to upper mid-level wide receiver. One guy to spend the money on, okay? Um, I would try to retain Adrian Amos in some way, shape, or form. And I would draft an additional safety. Somebody to learn. I would draft a wideout. I would draft a tight end. And then after that, it'd be all trenches all the time. Best available lineman, best available defensive lineman. I want trenches. I want guys that want to, like, run through your family. You know, the the rolling ball of knives the bite-off-your-kneecaps mentality that Dan Campbell has over in Detroit. I want all of that. That's what I want. So I want a wideout. I want a veteran wideout. I want to draft. I want to keep Amos. Everybody else, I'm you know, presuming I'm keeping it pretty much the same. You get Rashawn Gary back. You have Angabari. You have a little depth there. Maybe you bring another guy in, but I'm talking depth on the front. I want beasts. I want four front sets. I want three front sets. I want pass rush from everywhere. All of that. That's it. That's it. That's that's all I'm doing. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Uh... What else do we have here for you? This is, uh, who's this from? This is from uh, Michael. Michael says, uh, are all the comments regarding Aaron Rodgers over-exaggerated? He tends to be the lightning rod for a lot of misinterpretation. I think some of it is, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. It's probably a pretty good comment. It's, I mean, look, some of it, though, you know, this whole thing about, well, the media brings it on. It's not the media. You know, I mean, it, he has the ability to say things in a particular way that, you know, get it done in certain cases to where people go nuts. You know, when you could just say things very vaguely, very frankly, uh, or not vaguely, but very frankly, and just put everything to bed, and he chooses not to. Um. Let's see. I, you know what? I got so much. Um, our buddy Steve says hey, it's going to be a great weekend for football. It has already started with the firing of Vikings defensive coordinator Ed Donatel. Uh, only a year after, as I had mentioned before, when the NFC North rivals uh, learned that picking players and coaches from the Packers scrap pile normally does not work. Uh, here are my bold predictions for the weekend. Kansas City 31-23 over Jacksonville. Uh, Philadelphia 26-24 over the New York Giants. Cincinnati 33-27 over Buffalo. San Francisco 24-23 over Dallas. He says the magic of Brock Purdy is going to come through with a late touchdown to George Kittle. He's got a couple other tidbits there. Uh, tidbit for Ben. John Rahm wins the second tournament of the year this week at La Quinta. There you go. He's even got a got a golf mention in there for you, Ben. That's a good that? thought. Hot start for go. Rahm yesterday. There you go. Shot Okay. Uh, this one is from Richard, who says, on your Thursday show, you said the Packers can't really trade Rodgers before June 1st because of the cost. I agree with you. 
but it made me think, couldn't the Packers trade David Bakhtiari to a team for a 2023 first or second round pick, way too high of a price, of course, and then trade Rodgers to the same team in June for a 2024 first and second round pick. By doing this, they could then get picks in the draft, save money on both Rodgers and Bakhtiari contracts, and still get max value for the Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, they could do that. That is uh, that is that is going deep into the mindset, but yeah, they could do that. He says, just to be clear, I'm not an advocate of trading Rodgers. He's a pain in the ass with drama, but he's still a great quarterback. So, no, I, I understand that altogether. Uh, this one's from our buddy John and Howard says, uh, running it back with Barry. Barry is set in his ways, and he is what he is, a mediocre defensive coordinator as shown in his previous stints with Washington and, his, and Detroit. Running it back with Barry. He's got that titled. He also, uh, Rob says, Rodgers, not a team player, hasn't been for some time. I've been saying it for a number of years. Now it's becoming more and more evident. Aaron Rodgers, not a team player. It hasn't been for some time as he continues to be more about himself, his thoughts, his own words, more and more self-centered. In my opinion, he is the reason the team has underachieved in big games over the last number of years. He's a gifted thrower, one of the most most accurate passers in NFL history. He can make throws that not many others can. Does he have an incredible football IQ and knowledge and experience? Hell yes. All of these things and more contribute to the fact that he gives his team a chance to go all the way on the field every year. Does he overanalyze and overcomplicate things? Oh, by the way, yes. Uh, you have, have you listened to the guy spout about the web of conf- conflictions the last number of years? Jeez, are you kidding me? Um, does he think that the smartest guy in the room and has the question to undermine any, any other authority? Yes. Does he expect everybody else on his team to play his game his way and the way he envisions it rather than play just with the teammates and the team? Yes, you bet. He is the reason they're winning, and he is the reason they're losing. That's from Rob. Rob, appreciate it. Uh, Aaron says, I was listening to your show from yesterday, and I heard quite a few Aaron Rodgers apologists contacting you for and blaming the media for all the drama. It is not the media at all. They are doing their job by asking specific questions. Rodgers then drums up all the drama himself. Guys like Tom Brady and Ben Roethlisberger's and others, they get questions about retirement, but they don't answer questions like Rodgers does. The retirement question is a fair question to anyone in the NFL who is beginning to age, Rodgers included. The media can do their job and say, hey, Aaron, are you feeling, uh, how are you feeling about retiring or do you think you're coming back? Rodgers could simply say, there are two years left of my contract. That's where we stand at the moment. Next question. Instead, he goes into a five-minute monologue about maybe retiring, maybe coming back, maybe playing for a different team. Maybe the Packers don't want him back. Maybe I won't like the, the locker room, and so on and so on. Maybe they could bring back other guys that I like. Not that you could get the message through to anybody who worshiped Rodgers uh, every move, but it's all true. It's not the media's fault. It's 100% on Rodgers. Favre answered the exact same question the exact same way. It was 100% on him as well. Great work as always. That's from Aaron. Aaron, appreciate the email. Thank you very much. Boy, getting a little love there. I'm liking it. Liking it. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Our buddy Mike Clements is going to be joining us. We're going to talk with Mike about uh, all of his thoughts and his worldly beings and such. And uh, we'll get into some other things as well. we got to see maybe. I don't know what next Friday holds for Mike, but maybe we get Mike live and in person with us out at the distillery in Grafton. And by the way, we have booked a very special guest to make an appearance with us at the distillery. That's all I'm going to tell you for right now. Uh, but uh, going to join us uh, from noon to a 12:30 lunch hour out at the distillery in Grafton next uh, next Friday. We're going to be there live and in person. So looking forward to it. Stay tuned. Got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this.
Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I mean, I've, I've, I've been playing, uh, I feel like, a little bit better. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Um, I just got to be sharp on my decision making. And but one of these days, it'll all come together. the archives bring it in the who hell yes welcome back mike clemens i i feel like mike's like hitting the post with it you know like here we go here's the who you better you bet yeah and then give it away you know like a peanut butter parfait at dairy queen later on today welcome back to the program i'm bill michaels uh joining us now our good buddy mike clemens speaking thereof michael how you doing I'm still adjusting that we're not covering a game this weekend, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I get it. 100%. It's kind of weird. Yeah, even though we want to, I mean, last week, okay, you know, bye. But, you know, my, the body clock all week is like, don't, am I late for a press conference? Was it, you know, shouldn't I be at practice or something like that? So it's been kind of strange. So I've come up with a little segment today saying, did they really say that? And it's it's these things, the, these quotes that happened in hours of talking to players and coaches in Green Bay, conference calls with opposing teams, listening in on other press conferences, and just hearing what the players and coaches are saying. What do you see? You watch some game tape and that kind of thing. And uh, you got Aaron Rodgers there saying, um, in the middle of that winning streak that uh, that almost got them to the playoffs, saying, you know, I, I still got to make some better decisions. And so I brought that up to Adam Stenovich, but this morning I started going back over my files of press conferences and quotes and things that these are on the record. And this takes you back to September, Bill, when, you know, you lost to the Vikings and then you had a couple more games and, um, you know, you're up and running, but it's like, God, you know, Rogers is getting knocked around a lot. So I asked Adam Stenovich back then, you know, about these motion plays that you work uh, in a game to do that Shanahan offense, um, what does that take? Because they're trying to get these younger players to have the timing right. Rodgers lifts his leg, and, he, you know, that gets a guy going in the jet motion. And he said, Adam Stenovich, the offensive coordinator, says, yeah, you know what, it takes a lot of time to draw up those motion plays to get the linebackers to watch the sidelines instead of right up over the middle when you, you know, hand off to Aaron Jones. There's a lot of game planning that goes into that, just as far as what we call creating consternation for the defense. You kind of want to keep the second-level players on their toes, you know, make them look sideline to sideline instead of focusing on what the downhill stuff and their keys. And always, anytime you're changing strength or flying, they have checks and communication things that they have to do, so they're focused on that and then not focused on other stuff like run fits or their drops and all that stuff. So that's a big part of our game plan. It has been for a while. Yeah, if you game plan it right, you can really use it to your advantage. You know, Mike, it was uh, with the quarterback, and we, we talked so much about Rodgers in many different facets. The one thing that he did this year that until that line really started to get a little bit better, more cohesive, 
mid-portion of the season before Bakhtiari went down with the appendectomy. He, he was taking hits, and maybe he was hanging on to the ball a little bit too long, what have you, but he, he took some hits this year. And they came out of camp thinking Royce Newman in his second year would be better as a starter, and they started him at offensive uh, right tackle. That wasn't working. Um, you know, Bakhtiari was in and out, Elton Jenkins. It took him a while to get in there and to, you know, to find his confidence coming off a torn ACL. Perfectly understandable. It wasn't even a full year yet. Josh Myers is only in his second year as a center. He didn't play that many games last year. So we thought a lot about we thought a lot about the offensive line might have been the problem. So this is when it's week three, and Rogers says back then, in September, after the loss to the Vikings, and then they got the win under Bears, that man, he was taking a lot of shots. And this is even before they get to London and play the Giants. And toward the end of the game, he's hanging on the ball too long. And what happens? Guy wraps up from behind him and crushes him into the ground, and he fractures his thumb. And so we were asking the offensive coordinator then, you know, you're heading into Tampa Bay. They've got this big, bad defensive line. Um, and Rodgers is even talking about maybe he's holding on the ball too long. Yeah, I mean, it starts up front with the offensive line and the backs and the tight ends and protection. It always does. And then, yeah, just like Aaron said, a lot of times he's been known for holding on to the ball and creating those extra plays downfield. So there's a fine line that you kind of walk when you do that. But I'm sure as the season goes on and he gets more comfortable with the wideouts and everything like that, hopefully we see less of those where he's you know running around and taking big hits. So, yeah, we just got to clean that up. You know, Mike, uh, it was um, the, the comments during the season, simplify things, better decisions, and all that kind of stuff that we kind of kind of went through. And it, it just it, – we didn't understand what all they meant outwardly. Uh, it just never seemed like the offense gained an identity might be the best way to put it. Right, and then until Christian Watson finally comes on the scene and, you know, gets those touchdowns against the Cowboys and he gets rolling, uh, starts setting records – it looked like you know he stretched the field now. You know he, he he gets his ball that ball in his hands, and all of a sudden you start to see these secondaries back up. That's one of the things that Rodgers and the receivers core probably could have used all season. I wonder if there's some other ways that that should have been created. But this is a first year offensive coordinator. It doesn't appear that Matt Lafleur is, is shopping, going to make a change at that position. You know, one and done for Stenovich. Uh, or put them off to the side or bring in a consultant or, you know, anything of that nature. So now you get to December and, you know, you're back to this lull where you see these, and, you know, you had um, Christian Watson get had miss a week of practice because they thought they had, he had a concussion. And, you know, even the fans are yelling at you and saying, you know, why is he going to this guy in the sideline when he's got a, an, a, an open tight end wide open over the middle? Those Those kinds of decisions. And so I asked Stenovich in December, what does Aaron Rodgers mean, again, by making better decisions in games? Yeah, uh, he is an extremely competitive guy. And the, the hard thing for you as a coach is to, because you've seen him make so many incredible plays and you've seen him do some incredible things, but then you've also seen him, you know, take some pretty bad shots where you're like, hey, man, like, Let's not do that. Just ditch the ball away. Let's play the next play. But then you may not be getting the magical moment that you could that you could have uh, if you don't do that. So that's a that's a fine line you got to talk with him. And he's got to realize 
um, just with decision-making, being smart, um, and not you know putting himself in those positions to take those big hits. The bad decisions, Mike, um, I, it seemed like at time, you know, there were times that the offense was really functional and it looked really good. Going back to like the Cowboys game, the Vikings game and such, even in the uh, fourth quarter of the Bears game. And then there were times where it just was, you, you got to win, but boy, Rogers, like take that Dolphins game. After that game, he wasn't happy at all. No, and then, you know, toward the end of the Eagles game and you decide, what the heck, let's get Jordan Love in there. We, you know. We need another look out there. Let's give him a shot. And it, it looked different. It was only 10 plays, but by God, it looked different. And it's just like, you know what? I'm shooting to the primary target the way it's drawn up in the play. I'm not making all these changes at the line. Everybody that's you know in the huddle knows what they're going to do. I'm not going to make three changes at the line. You know, If I do, they're ones that they'll understand. And you know, when you ask LaFleur these questions, he's not going to give up Aaron Rodgers. What is he going to do? I got to coach better. I, we got to coach better. We got to work up plays better. We got to come up with better plays in the red zone. He'll never right. ever talk about Aaron missed a guy that was wide open. He, I don't know why. So you're you're wondering how much are these guys covering for him? Now, actually, his best buddy, one of his buddies, 70 year old Tom Clements, when I asked him the same question after the win over the Dolphins, but again, there were some missed opportunities. And, you know, it looked like the easy throw or the check down was there. I thought Clemens' answer was pretty straightforward. Well, he's generally a good decision maker. He's probably referring, at least in this last game, early on he missed a potential to throw to um, Lazard on the right just running a slant. He threw a bubble out to the left, and Allen ended up running a very good route and potentially could have scored. Anytime you, you pass up something like that, you kind of kick yourself, so... I think that's probably what he's referring to. And then down in the red zone later in the game, third and long, we had a chance to hit a shallow uh, shallow cross and might not have gotten into the end zone, might have. But, you know, things like that, you always second. There's always a handful of plays after the game where, you know, you say, I wish I'd have done this or I wish I'd have done that. So that's, I think that's natural. In the wish I would have done this uh, category, uh, Amari Rogers, <laughs> if you want to go to special teams, I wish they would have made the switch to Keyshawn Nixon a lot earlier. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, they covered. I was kind of going back over some of those quotes today, too, and even what Basaccia said. And it was kind of like, you know, the, the kid's trying his best. Uh, I'm under orders that, you know, this is what we're, we're going to keep with the third rounder. Give him another shot. We've, now he's up to three muffs, four muffs, five muffs. Before then, they get the order like, okay, we've seen what Keyshawn Nixon does in practice. Let's give him a shot. And then, of course, he just he literally stole the job, and within a week or so, they released Amari Rodgers, and he got picked up the next day on waivers from the Houston Texans. Uh, but today, uh, that special teams report is out in the Dallas Morning News, and the Green Bay Packers went from 32nd in the league to, I think, 22nd, did I see? I'm going to go through that report more. But, uh, hey, that, that's improvement. Yeah. After Rich Bisacci was here, after some of the players that they drafted, after some of the guys that they brought in off the street, like a Nixon, like a Rudy Ford and all that. And so, you know, this is the kinds of stuff that Bisacci was talking about uh, in terms of improving uh, that unit. We do. We have some parameters going into the game. Now, we got into that game and, you know, we just felt like 
we were blocking blocking them pretty good and thought we could help set our offense uh, in that situation, in that game. And so we kind of we moved the parameters back a little bit, you know, if you will. But it's a learning curve for him as well. You know, I think we lined up way over to the one side on one, and they dropped it in there over on the, on the right, you know, so he's got to understand where to line up on, on some of the different calls. But um, there are parameters going into the game. They can change as the game goes on. We had a lot of confidence going into it. I think Rich told me we were going to be aggressive, and I was, I, we were like, go for it. So, yeah, no, our, our, our whole return unit did a great job of making their blocks and creating space, and then Keyshawn was, was hitting the right holes. And so hopefully we'll get continue to get not too many more opportunities, but, you know, one a game would be great. Let's do this. We'll step out. We'll take a quick break talking with Mike Lemons uh, and uh, breaking down, you know, portions of the season of things that went right, things that went wrong. Uh, we'll get back to him. Looking to purchase a new home, maybe get fast pre-approval, maybe to get some of the uh, excess equity out of your home, whatever it happens to be. Uh, my guy, Scott Ellis, fantastic guy with Homeside Financial, but he's here in Wisconsin, 414-791-7771, 414-791-7771. The best part about when I was going through my process regarding financing uh, and refi, uh, for that matter, was he was always available, always answered my questions, pretty much remote for the best part. Uh, everything came right to my computer, right to my phone. DocuSign, got everything done, went through all the options with me. And right now, with some of the interest rates falling a little bit in the home uh, mortgage sense, he's got a 2-1 buy-down, 2-1 to buy-down. You could actually start out at 4.5%. Let that sink in, 4.5%. They've got a plan. you got to call them. So if you're looking for a new home and you really don't want to go 6.5, don't want to go 7, don't want to be in that area, try 4.5 to start out. And you can always refi down the road. Think about this. Not a bad way to go. Get a hold of my buddy, buddy Scott Ellis, 414-791-7771. I don't have all the answers. I don't know all the details, but it's a, it sounds like a fantastic plan. 414-791-7771. 414-791-7771. That's my buddy Scott Ellis. Or just look up Scott Ellis' team. You can, you can do it that way. But he does a lot of work right here in Wisconsin. 414-791-7771. Back with uh, more of Mike Clements coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to get to where you want to go. So, um, and I thought we were in total control that in, in, in overtime, you know, obviously the penalties and the things, uh, very, very, very frustrating. Welcome back. Good to have you. Good to have you. Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and just a mile from Lambeau Field. Perfect for a family stay. If you're going up there to check out the Hall of Fame, an event of any kind, you're just going to Green Bay for whatever reason, and you want to go old style, the Bay Family Restaurant, serving up homestyle cooking seven days a week, and uh, the Bay Motel right there attached to it, South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them. Reservations, 920-494-3441, 920-494-3441, or check them out online at baymotelgreenbay.com. That is Bay Motel Green Bay. 
com. Mike Clements joining us. Uh, that was a big day, Mike, uh, in which the Packers knock off the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys now in second round, divisional round of the playoffs, heading out to San Francisco. You'd certainly like to say the Packers were doing it, but Mike McCarthy and his guys are doing it instead. Yeah, uh, watching some of the injuries for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Jason Peters left with a hip injury in the third quarter against Tampa Bay. And then J. Ron cursed their, uh, their safety not long after he had a left knee. Uh, but he told the you know the reporters in the locker room post game he thought he'd be okay. He's been uh, I think he missed yesterday's practice. I'm trying to see what's going to happen in today's practice. But yeah, the the Cowboys are going out to play the 49ers. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, can he make it seven and zero against a very good defensive effort by the Cowboys against Tom Brady and that crew? I thought overall the Buccaneers looked you know really old in that game. But yesterday, uh, Mike McCarthy was said. You know, you know, they were talking about the juice now. I mean, you're you're getting into the playoffs, and the stakes are getting higher, and you can just see you're a couple of games away from possibly getting to Phoenix and and a Super Bowl. And so McCarthy talked about uh, he's not concerned that they've got a short week. You know, they're they're they've got one less day to rest to get ready for Sunday's game. You know, these postseason games are different. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's, you're guaranteed four quarters. And, and that's the mindset that, you know, that we have and, and how we're going to approach this one. Calvin Watkins, Dallas Morning News. Uh, players always talk about the juice stuff at this time of year. Is, is your staff also kind of like that now? Just ready to go, ready to dive into all kinds of stuff? Uh, my dad's here again, asking questions, already knows the answer to. I mean, yeah, of course we are. I mean, not always. Okay, I didn't shave today. I didn't sleep much, but yeah, we're excited. You know, we're, it's tremendous. Yeah, I mean, we got it's, it's Thursday. Yeah, no, we're we're definitely jacked up. So, um, yeah, this is what we live for. This is what we this is what we've you know have always worked for. This is the time of year that everybody wants to you know wants to play, and you know, so yeah, we're we're definitely excited about the opportunity. In the meantime, Mike, you've got uh, the limbo that is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady, and he said he'd make a decision too. So they're waiting, but. Uh, they've also uh, let go. Uh, they, boy, they fired a bunch of dudes. Uh, you know, Todd Bowles came in yesterday after his exit meetings. I don't know what, if Brady's making demands or what the situation is now. I mean, uh, you know, they got Todd Bowles moved in, you know, as, as the head coach. So he fired eight assistant coaches yesterday. Basically, the guys that cover the Buccaneers are saying, oh, okay, this is Todd Bowles, defensive guy. He wants to now bring in his own people, you know, after not going further in the playoffs this year and having a losing record, you know, in a pitiful NFC South. So he fired eight assistants yesterday, including the offensive coordinator, Byron Leftwich. So, you know, here's Byron Leftwich. Wait a minute. Two years ago, we went a Super Bowl, and Tommy's really happy with me. And then this older veteran free agent roster gets stale. And this is my problem. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why these coaches ever buy houses the way they end up being the scapegoat. And here's what Todd Bowles told the reporters in Tampa Bay. You know, when we get to that point and we need to get to that point, that's when you become a team again and that's when you have some success going forward. So it all starts in the off season. We know we won't have everybody. We understand that. We try to make the right decisions going forward and thank everybody for their efforts. And, you know, when you come back here, we'll see different culture, different chemistry, and different camaraderie. In the meantime, you got a group like the Eagles uh, who are now, they've had a week off, and they're waiting for their first opponent, being the New York Giants. 
and their head coach, Nick Sirianni. By the way, the best decision maker uh, percentage-wise, giving his team probability to win uh, in the entire NFL, Nick Sirianni, for what he's done. So, uh, And now they're getting ready with his quarterback, who was banged up, trying to make sure that that shoulder's protected. But then again, you got to go out and you got to ball out to get to the next round. Yeah. So, you know, Sirianni now, he's just got to see if he can find that momentum that he had the first two and a half months of the season. Jalen Hurts has got to find if he can get back in his groove uh, coming off the shoulder injury. They're taking on this, I think, very dangerous Giants team right now. You know, and Wink Martindale, man, there's there's things that this guy has done with his defenses that may have, you know, been a blueprint for how to beat teams like the Vikings and some of these other teams that they've been able to beat. How to beat the Packers, for that matter, in that game mm-hmm. in London. So Sirianni now is there, and he's got, you know, the, the, the good news is he's at the link. He's got those crazy Philly fans, and he and Jalen Hurts talked about getting ready for this week in the host what looks like, uh, you know, a, a pretty hot team. A good week of practice. Uh, we got to finish it up. Um, you know, we need a good practice today. You know, working some situational football um, in practice today, so need a good week because uh, we know things like that are going to pop up big time during the game. So it's a special city. It's a special time, and, um, you know, it's day by day. But obviously, we know we have the support of our city through everything, and, you know, let's show up on Saturday. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's. I, I love this weekend, Mike. Uh, Mike, I I, th- I love this weekend. I love this, this uh, this divisional round of football. Usually, tr- proves to be the best round of football. What's the toughest one to call this weekend? Is it the AFC games? Is is it Bills and and Bengals? Because you know the Bengals, I still don't think that left tackle is going to be. They're, they're missing three starting offensive linemen for mm-hmm. the Bengals, and even though Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase just look unstoppable at times you know if you get t higgins over the side i I just don't know if if they're going to have enough time against the bills team and then um i heard you guys talking earlier today about the jaguars and what a good coach doug peterson is and gosh he knows everything that andy Reid is thinking and now he's got kind of a dangerous defense and all but uh i do you really see a scenario where where this kind of new uh, Jaguars team can go into Arrowhead and upset Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs? The only way I do is if they just walk in with the mentality of we got nothing to lose. We're playing with house money. We're going to let it all hang out and go crazy. And yeah. meanwhile, you've got the, the Chiefs who are like, if they get punched in the face early, could they tighten up? You know, that type of thing. Other than that, no, I really don't. So I wanted to pull out a tape here from the archives. You remember when you and I were in L.A. and we went to, we stopped by uh, Kevin's house, uh, the guy from Entertainment Tonight there in Toluca Lake, by the original yes. Big Boy and Bob Hope's house and all that stuff. This is when, this is when Bill and I and his crew were in Los Angeles nine ten months ago at the last Super Bowl. So we're there, you know, and like Burbank, where NBC uh, used to be and all that kind of stuff. And this guy is a longtime family friend. He started out. He's been with Entertainment Tonight almost from the start, almost forty years. And in the late seventies, Kevin was about eighteen nineteen years old and a producer for Robert W. Morgan, who's a big-time, big-time morning drive host out there in L.A. I think it was KMPC was the name of the station. So he was telling me the story about, do you guys have, you know, coaches on or players? I said, well, yeah, we do. Sometimes they're regular. You know, they get sponsors and they get paid. You know, Bill's done that with his shows in the past. And he said, um, let, me, let me play you a tape. And he played this thing for me. It was 1981. 
the Rams had had a pretty good team in the late 70s. They were in L.A. then. And then um, Chuck Knox, I think was the name of the coach, he went to a, took an offer with the Bills. George Allen came back, was only back for like a couple of games, and the owner, I think it was Carol Rosenblum, fired him over some dispute, even though George Allen had been, you know, a uh, hallowed coach there in the in the late 60s with the fearsome foursome. So they, they promote this defensive coordinator named Ray Malavasky. Well, the first year he did okay, but then they start going 500, and they had a long flight back after a Monday night football game. They had played the Bears. So they did one of those bits where they, hey, we'll call the coach the next morning after the game. So this was uh, in, like, 1981, KMPC Radio, Robert W. Morgan, trying to put on this Rams head coach, to talk about the Monday night football game the night before. 7 o'clock now at KMPC, Robert W., along with Tom Wayman and Scott St. James, and now sponsored by Pentax. It's time for our daily after-the-game hat with Coach Ray Malabasi, head coach of Los Angeles Rams. Coach, good morning. Yeah, why don't we have the coach? Why don't we have it here? Hey, Coach, you there? Coach Malabasi? I honestly have everybody's looking at me like I've got the buttons pushed wrong. Honestly, they're all pushed right. Is the coach shaving in the background there? Or snoring? Or snoring. <laughs> hey, coach. He plays that wake up uh, from Cheech and Chong's album. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, anything, making noise or whatever. Right. So then they had to take a break and, you know, figure out what's going on. Is he, is he awake? Is there something wrong? Is there something wrong with our buttons? If you want to, we can take a break and see if how they were able to correct that. Absolutely awesome. That's great stuff. Stay tuned. we got a lot more. Another segment to go with Mike Clements coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Coach Malabasi? I honestly have everybody's looking at me like I got the buttons pushed wrong. Honestly, they're all pushed right. Is the coach shaving in the background there? Or snoring? Or snoring. Coaches all passed out. He's in there snoring, hanging out. Welcome back to the program. Uh, joining us uh, on the hotline is our guy, Mike Clemens, and uh, wrapping things up on this Friday, which a week from today, don't forget, uh, we're going to be at the Sillery in Grafton. Mike, are you around next week? You want to come up and have some lunch with us and hang out? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. So there you go. So we Just take you back to 1981, September, Monday Night Football, Rams have got a pretty good defensive team with Jack Youngblood, and they hold Walter Payton to just 45 yards on 17 carries. That's before, you know, they had Jim McMahon, our guy, uh, show up that we got to talk to at the Super Bowl last year. They had Vince Evans and uh, Bob Avellini at quarterback. So Rams win 24-7. They got that late-night flight from Chicago all the way back to L.A., and then they're trying to get this guy on the radio the next morning. You can hear our buddy Kevin laughing in the background on the Robert W. Morgan show. Listen to this. Yeah, a little, uh, a little reveler here might do the trick. Seven twenty-two. 
to a KFPC as we have our morning after conversation with uh, Rams head coach Ray Malavasi, sponsored by Pentax. Coach Malavasi. Ray? Ray, how do you feel about uh, Pat Hayden's performance last night? Apparently a little rusty after only playing uh, the equivalent of one quarter last year and uh, coming in with those four interceptions, three of which were overthrown, one little underthrown in the end zone there. What's your comment on Pat's uh, performance this morning? <laughs> oh, my God. Regarding the uh, the injury to uh, the uh, to Jeff Rutledge, you've got you got four quarterbacks in camp, and now of course uh, uh, Pat Hayden uh, and uh, and Jeff Camp are the only healthy ones you got. Jeff Rutledge getting hurt last night, and uh, Bob Lee already with the tendonitis in the right elbow. What's uh, what's your comment on the quarterback situation? There's some rumors, Coach, last night that. Uh... What time did you get to bed last night, Coach? Some rumors that Vince Ferragamo was uh, was in the stands last night. I was wondering if you had any Vince comment on your behalf as to whether or not it's possible for Vince Ferragamo to get out of his uh, his Canadian contract and come back down to the NFL. And if, if that's just a wild piece of speculation, is that a possibility? <laughs> All right, Coach, we'll talk to you uh, Friday morning uh, before the Dallas game. And uh, i got to talk to him Thursday, too. I'm going to be doing the pregame interview. Uh, he ought to be rested by then. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Robert W. Morgan. Oh, my God. That's fantastic. And no surprise, the Ray Malavasky era ended about six months later. Right? There you go. Yeah. In, in the same fashion. Kind of a snoozer, to be honest with you. <laughs> kind of, of a yeah. snoozer. Yeah. Mike, great stuff as always. We'll talk again uh, come Monday or whenever and just uh, kind of go from there, man. Okay. Thank you, Billy. Have a good weekend. Have a great, have a great weekend, buddy. Appreciate it. There you go. That's uh, that's our guy, Mike Clemens. That's fantastic. Mike. I, I was telling Ben did off you guys the hear air. Any I, of that? We did. I uh, heard everywhere. I was telling um, uh, Ben off the air. I said Mike will find stuff from everywhere. He's got a memory like a steel trap, and just find stuff from everywhere, and no stuff. We were out there, uh, out in L.A. last year, and he we're driving around. He's He's tracking down the original Mark's big boy, and we went to Bob Hope's house, and and Mike's like, oh, over here we got this, and then pointing stuff out, and so it, it's it's the travels with Mike. That should be just a show within itself. Just travels with Mike. That we should we should just put together a podcast and just call it Travels with Mike. I've often said we should just drop a couple of GoPros in the car on the way up to Lambeau Field on a Sunday, and uh, and make that a podcast because that itself is fantastic. You get everything from old girlfriend stories to in-depth in inside locker room interview stuff so it's, it's just fantastic all right that'll do it have a great weekend it's time for us to get out it's weird not to be working again this weekend but i'm gonna be watching football like the rest of you cannot wait cannot wait looking forward to it and uh, we'll be back at it again on monday ben i will check in on you man make sure you're okay yeah can't wait. Okay. I'm excited. Anybody, anybody out in Madison that sees a, a dude running around in an Eagle starter jacket, take care of that boy. Time for us to go. I'll have go my ahead. pants on, Bill. Yes, have your pants on and don't dye your junk, for God's sake. Time for us to go. Have a good one. See you. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. 
Listen, rate, subscribe.